stop playing. All right. <laughs> um, welcome to the Awkward Stare, where three like-minded ladies of color discuss various topics through their very awkward lenses. Let's introduce ourselves. I'm Natasha. Sorry, I was swallowing some whiskey. I'm oh. Jahan. <laughs> I'm Arlene, and that's <laughs> Jahan. All right. Important things, priorities. Priorities. (laughs) You gotta get that down before you start talking. Um, So yes, so story time. All right, so we're talking about feminism, femininity rather, not feminism, but femininity this weekend. In that vein, I wanted to talk about um, or tell my story about like when I was little or younger, I should say, um, I love the Cosby show. And I love the Cosby show because there were so many women that I was like, I want to be like that. And that's what I thought femininity was. And I thought that's what I had to be or how I had to be in order to be, you know, like grown like a woman. And um, it's not that I wanted to grow up fast, but it was more like my, I had an, an, an attraction to that. And it was mainly Denise Huxtable. Um, and I was not a skinny child. I was kind of thick when I was little. Um, and so I would like, even going into high school, try to mm-hmm. slim down and to, you know, now I am quite slim, but you know, slim down and all these things because I thought that's what it was to be, you know, feminine. And on top of that, she was like, Denise was very soft-spoken. Even when she would, like, be mad, it was, like, very soft. And I was just like, that's how I want to be. But I was not like that. I was a type that got into fights and um, <laughs> wore baggy pants and uh, was not that slim. So um, it was like that was, like, almost like a model of what it was to be um, a woman almost. So, um, yeah, I, I found that interesting as we, you know, delved into this, into our research for this conversation about femininity and what it is. So, um, with that story time, I just want to ask you guys first, before we get into our, um, main conversation, I wanted to ask everybody how they're doing. Um, I guess I'm okay. Um, there's a lot of thoughts going through my head. Um, there's a lot, a lot of things going on, and so yeah, just just trying to think about my own mortality and what this life is supposed to mean to me. Um, so you know, I, I'll work that out though. How are you? How are you all? Me, I'm good. You know, living this. Uh, life. I don't, I don't want to call it the new normal because I don't want it to be the new normal, but just, you know, living, working, and shit, learning shit, making the best out of things, taking it a day at a time. So with that said, I am, I am grateful and, and happy for the journey. That sounds good. Jahan or Arlene, anything you want to... I mean, well, I guess more Jahan because she says she's thinking about mortality. We we okay? I am good. Just some, some, uh, someone that I'm... Me and you are close to. Um, something happened uh, with their family. I don't want to get too much far into it. Yeah, I, I wasn't uh, trying to get you to go deep into it. But yeah, I... I understand how you feel. Yes, we've lost people this time of year, and uh, it's it is a hard thing to think about. But I think not. There's not a but. Uh, I think that um, it it's also a reminder, and I'm trying to make sure it's a reminder of how I choose to live my life uh, every day. <laughs> so not just when I remember that you know we lost somebody. So um, all right then. All right. All right, so at the heart of it all. So 
here uh, is our conversation about femininity. And I wanted to start off with uh, this conversation around femininity by playing a game. So you guys ready for a game? Sure. All right. So the game is really simple. I'm going to say a word and you tell me if it's masculine or feminine. Or it's going to be a phrase. It could be a phrase as well. Present without being distracted. Is that masculine or feminine? Um, <laughs> I would say the way men are portrayed, I would say masculine. I, I would consider that feminine. On, according to this, uh, that is masculine. Mm-hmm. I disagree, but okay. <laughs> and that I think that's the opposite of that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> the next one is <clears throat> this might be an easy one, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Intuitive and creative. Feminine. Yeah, feminine. Just... Yes, that's what they have it down as. Focus and discipline. Masculine. Masculine, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's that's what it's down. <laughs> <laughs> Honest, logical, and accountable. Feminine. <laughs> Please don't say that. Um, fem, uh, masculine. They definitely have it down as masculine. Mm. Oh. So. Because women are so irrational. Uh, last one. This one's going to be an easy one, I think. Grounded. Feminine. I'm, I would grounded is is uh, that's such a I don't think that's either feminine or masculine. So no, I consider gra- a person who's grounded is a person who's present. And if you right. go back to question number one, then I'm gonna say it's feminine. <laughs> but yeah, me, yeah, maybe. So that one actually ended up being feminine. What I did was. I was like searching the internet for like, okay, so how do people describe femininity and masculinity? Like, what is what does that even mean? And so I went on Pinterest because I love Pinterest, mm-hmm. and like you know people post whatever they whatever they want basically in pretty pictures, and I found a few of them, and I felt like the same like you both where you're you're struck. I felt like at least for myself, I'll speak for myself that I was struggling to figure out, you know. So that's not what I would describe describe femininity as, or that's not what I would describe masculinity as. But then if I thought about it in terms of the way the world is currently, I was like, okay, so I can see why, for example, pre- somebody who says present um, and, and, and undistracted, they would say that's masculine. And yet so at the same time, somebody else would say that being grounded is feminine. So yes, there are, I feel like those kinds of, discrepancies and how we think but overall oh with that being said I should say I want to know one how would you all describe femininity and you can juxtapose that with masculinity if you'd like or you could just strictly focus on femininity and what femininity means to you um and then the second part of that question is do they ever intersect so I guess um when I was Thinking about this, I thought I had a definition in my head, but I had to look at up some things. And I guess the first thing I started with was the the definition in the dictionary. Um, so the definition of in um, the Webster Dictionary Online is it's the quality or nature of female sex, the quality, state, or degree of being feminine or womanly. And I guess the opposite would be masculinity, which is the quality or nature of male sex, the quality, state, or degree of being masculine or manly. 
we can see it as both things. So femininity and masculinity is, I've always thought of, well, not always, but come to think of it as existing on a spectrum where we are born with all these qualities in us anyway, um, whoever we are or whatever we are. But society tells us who we need to be. And so what you've read off is like qualities that are um, a social construction of what we what would be considered masculine or what would be considered feminine. And so we construct the, so society has, depending on your culture and depending on where you are, you live or whatever, um, society has determined that these factors, this is feminine and this is masculine. And these, these are, these are how it shows up outwardly. And these are how it shows up inwardly through your character and stuff like that. And then as we teach our children, they, they, construct these identities through that where they at least outwardly show that they're these things or they try to fit into these boxes of what it means to be a masculine person or what it means to be a feminine person and to a degree um so i got a definition from this article called emerging gender and inclusive perspective in education by Farah Asroff. I guess we'll just post it on in the um, box, um, in the uh, description box. Um, In that article, they said, worldwide, there are few factors that influence the lives leading from birth to death, as much as the person's sex or gender. Gender matters from the trivial to the most profound aspects of a, of a human being's life. In simple terms, something is gendered when its characteristics is, its character is either masculine or feminine or when it exhibits patterns or difference by gender. Masculinity and femininity hence de- describe gender identities. They refer to the degree to which a person sees themselves either as masculine or feminine or what they mean to be what it means to be a man or a woman in society so it's kind of a culture thing it's kind of a you can you can one one can describe it as the way we are enculturated in society to to perform um our sex which is being female or male that's one way to look at it at least but i think of it as like we're born with on a with these characteristics and, or we we're, as we're becoming, we can, we're like becoming these people. Um, and we exhibit any number of traits. So we could be present, we can be grounded. We could be, it just could be so many different things. Um, and it can choose from whatever society thinks is masculine or feminine. So that's, that's me. I never had a, solid example of that I don't think um 100% growing up because it was more what masculine was what was my mother I mean what feminine was was my mother and then my mother was you know like had to you you were supposed to be cooking and cleaning the house and in charge of the kids and then what was masculine was the father going out and working and coming back and, you know, coming back at dinner, eating his food, and then, you know, going to sleep, getting up and doing the same thing the next day. Um, so I didn't have, so that was like my example of what feminine and masculine was growing up. But then um, my, when my dad left, it was just my mom. And so that had to be, she was the one doing both, um, the masculine and the feminine work, you know, like she took on the, the going to work and all that stuff. And so my upbringing, I think I would have to say, I, I, I wasn't a hundred percent like super feminine as, as far as like by society standards, which is like, you know, super girly and you know, wearing dresses and whatever, whatever, much like, um, 
Tosh in New York City, especially like the females are a little bit more aggressive and, and rough around the edges. So you have to grow up that way. <laughs> you know, defending yourself and fighting and shit. Um, but my definition of what masculine and feminine has morphed over the years. And so today it's it's me allowing I, I I would say feminine is allowing the man to be the man and and knowing when to play the role. I think it's balance. I think women and men have to embrace both sides of their brain because um, too much of anything isn't good. Um, so being I I just think being feminine is is understanding that. Um, when to when to take a step back, when to allow the man to be the man and, and take the lead when he wants to, and then also um, knowing when it's time to step up and have to take that that leadership role when when the man is not able to with at the moment or or for whatever reasons, say health reasons or you know life whatever life circumstances. Um, throws at him so it's just a balance of both and being aware of it and and being able to 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 balance it like I think because of the fact that I didn't have my dad for my whole life and all that stuff in my adulthood my having to take care of myself and pay my own bills and all that stuff has had caused me to be more masculine in the sense of like you know and not knowing when to step take that step back because I've always had to you know be that for myself that's interesting so one thing that um I want to ask is for example Arlene when you say step back and let the man be the man what does that mean exactly like what is that what does that mean to you so, like I said, I had to be the man and a woman in my own life, meaning, like, I didn't have anyone to help me, you know, like, when I was, I had, like, I was always paying my own bills, working a job, handling my own business, even while in, like, relate, sort of, like, past relationships or whatever, I still had my own place I still had to take on my own stuff I still had to be able to take care of myself and not rely on a man to do that and I was also brought up to not have to rely on a man to do anything for me like it's very like you're an independent strong independent woman you don't need no man (laughs) (laughs) so like in, in in having that type of mentality where, like, uh, I, you know, I was strong, independent woman. I don't need a man. I can do it myself. I don't need you. I can do that myself. And I was always like that. I don't need you. I can do that myself. I can hang that thing myself. I can do that thing myself. I can paint that wall myself. Like, that's how I was. So, and now in being married, I got to kind of, like, allow him to do his his thing as as a man because like oftentimes I don't I have not realized how emasculating that could be because I feel like most people feel like they need to be needed and play a role in your life and if they don't have any and you're not making room for them to to fulfill that role then it's like what am I doing here why am I here? And me having a, a like grow, I guess growing up in my young adulthood or whatever, having that mentality of I don't need you, I never really realized guys would be like, well, you don't need me. Let me move on to somebody who can use my services, you know? Yeah. Jahan, do you, do you think that, do you, would you describe it the same way, like being feminine? being the allower like is that is that how you feel so um i've watched a lot of femininity videos on you the youtubes 
um, <laughs> on my own journey. And I think that one thing that I walk away with, um, because I'm back reading books like Bell Hooks, uh, like books like that were written by Bell Hooks. And um, I think that everyone, everything shows up differently in everyone. And as Arlene said, the masculine and the feminine exists in us both. And there's about it's about balance. And I think that not every man is going to be a certain kind of man and not every woman is going to be a certain kind of woman. Um, so I think they allowing happens when we allow ourselves to be who we are. So I'm trying, so my, in my own personal journey, I'm trying to find what that means, what that balance means to me, because then I can find who balances me, who my compliment. Um, so I think that that's, that's the thing. It's like, sometimes you, there are, there are women who allow, can allow a man to take the lead um, because he is literally a leader. Um, and that's just his personality. That's how he, he carries himself. But also there are women who can be head of household and it can be, and I mean, this is like something that's changed in me, like an idea that's, come to my mind in the last, because I I flip-flopped a little bit, but I understand, like, there are some women who are just the head of household. I mean, and there are some men who are not going to be that. And I think that the idea is just allowing people to be who they are rather than the expectation of what they're going to be because not every man is going to be masculine and not every woman is going to be feminine in the way that society sees us. And so that's just my idea. Like there, there's a, as I said, it exists on a spectrum. So, um, when we figure out who we are, um, yeah, it, it kind of get, it's easier to know like where you fit in that, um, range for me. I, I would prefer, um, a man to take the lead. I prefer men to, you know, have that. And I would love a man to be head of household and all that. That's, that's my particular thing. And I think, but I don't think there's one size fits all for every man because I've realized that men and women come in so many different, you know, male and females, whatever, come in so many different ranges and sizes and, you know, colors and all those things. So there's no one way to see it for me that that is my definition just definitely has evolved. And to this day, I don't have one. And no matter how much research research I did, I just didn't have a definition. So I just had to continue. I, I have to now tell myself because I've been, you know, now I'm at this age, I'm like, okay, so maybe there is no definition for it. Maybe it's just how you feel about you. And if that you feel like that's your femininity, that's you being a woman, then then there it is. If you feel like that's you being feminine, then there it is. And if that's you being masculine, then there it is. Because I feel like anytime I look at these posts or these Pinterests or whatever, I feel like, okay, so well, I describe myself this way or other people describe me this way and it's under the masculine category. And that's fine because I think there is a merge and there's a place where, like you both said, you're both. Um, Just, I guess, how do you weigh? Is it 50-50? Is it 60-40? You know, but how much does it really matter, right? But I think in this conversation, one thing that I, I want to, um, I think that is most important is how you guys have been describing, which is in the relationship, in relation to relationships. So in your relationships, how has, whether it's friendships or otherwise, um, how have you used femininity in your daily life? Unfortunately, this is a world that goes by appearances and goes by personas and, and, you know, you have to navigate it as such, you know, and I'm working for the man. So I have to, I feel that there are certain things that, especially when it's like men bosses and stuff like that, it's not that you have to uh be a subservient or, or anything like that that's not what i'm saying i'm what i'm saying is i use my talent and my assertion on certain things but i also ex- 
enhance my femininity in a sense that I, I wear makeup, I put, you know, I dress more feminine, I, I behave more feminine, I don't come out rough, I don't talk like I have, how I would talk in the streets, like, so I do enhance my femininity, one, to be more relatable, I have to be a chameleon in this bitch, so I have to, you know, kind of morph and fit into whatever it is so that, you know, I can be there, do my job, do it effectively, but also, like, be a, a, yeah, motherfucking visually appealing. Yeah, appealing to the men in the office. Not even that I dress, because I dress pretty, like, boyish, but my shit is balanced. Because I know how to put it together good. I hear that. So that's that's the way I have to... I feel like I, I always have to like... I don't know. I feel like I put on a costume when I... When I leave and go to work. It's like... I turn on a different switch. I'm a different person. And then I come home I'm a different person. This is such an interesting question. Because I think that in my daily life... It's more been... I've come, I've kind of tried not to be, like, I, I've kind of fought um, not to be so feminine and all those things. And I think after a while, I realized, like, th- there's been a journey in me where I've just decided that, not decided, but realized that a lot of things that I do already are pretty darn feminine. Like, I'm naturally soft spoken. So, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, People see me as, people probably perceive, well, I'm also black, which is another question later down, but um, maybe people perceive me as feminine already. So I was, remember I was in Amsterdam with a friend of my, uh, um, friend of mine from a job. Um, I was a flight attendant, by the way. <laughs> so, um, so I was in Amsterdam and I was talking about how I was so, like, this was years ago when I was just saying I was like super I'm I'm a super feminist and all that stuff and he was like well you are kind of feminine and I was like no I'm not and I didn't see myself as feminine um I never wore makeup I well I wore makeup to parties only but I loved that I loved getting ready I loved the putting on makeup I always loved that um, I always loved dressing up and, you know, putting on the jewelry and stuff, but I only would do it at certain times. So when I went to work, I wouldn't really put on makeup. I wouldn't really do too much. And I feel like that was a part of me that was trying to say, like, stifle who I really was. So only, I guess in the last couple of years, I've been like really putting on more makeup because I actually like doing it. Um, And it's, you know, I just like doing it. And um, I've been just embracing who I am as a person and not being so worried about the fact that I'm not um, such a, like I'm not outwardly what people think I should be, where I'm embracing the fact that I'm soft-spoken and I'm quiet and just being okay with who I am. So I don't know if I use it per se. I know that I'm embracing who I am as a person, um, embracing things that I like doing um, more so and how I like showing up in the world. So I guess, I don't know if that's the answer to the question, but yeah, I definitely feel like in dating and stuff and mating, um, just showing up and being myself and that, you know, and getting people to understand like, this is me. Um, and not trying to be too, like, too much of anything one way or the other, just trying to be myself, and, you know, that, I think that's how I've been using my femininity, um, because I'm embracing the fact that I am pretty, like, what the society sees as pretty feminine anyway, um, in certain ways, and in other ways, I'm, I could probably be seen as masculine, because I have, 
other things that that are going on where I'm like I have a drive in me and I want to I'm pretty ac- academic in um, some some ways so those can be seen as masculine traits but you know just yeah hopefully that's the answer I don't know I was rambling <laughs> no it's fine I think there's some a few things that you both touched on that as I um as I listen I'm like okay so why are we calling these things or why are we considering these things feminine like getting dressed up and putting on makeup why do we why do we ass- ass- I know why I would put it in the category of femininity but why do we say that those things are feminine feel pretty while um Jahan was talking I'm like yeah and and saying all that that like I turn on my femininity for certain things just in general I feel like I'm I'm pretty feminine by societal standards meaning like I I take care of my skin and I like try to look pretty I like wearing makeup I genuinely enjoy it now I put on like legit like five different lotions on my face just to put on makeup like it's a process and I do it every day and I wash my face and then it's a whole nother process with that lotion Mm. for the nighttime lotion Mm. it's like certain things like that that I feel like just in general is like I guess would be considered feminine because but it's like taking care of yourself. Like, I mean, you just like taking care of yourself, right? So why is taking care of yourself a feminine thing versus a masculine thing? I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's like everybody should just take care of themselves, especially when it comes to your skincare, drinking enough water, eating right, taking care of your what you take into your system, exercise. I don't know. That That's just should be a straight up thing and I don't see anything wrong with anybody putting on makeup if you feel like that is what you like to do put on makeup wear makeup if that's what you so I don't know if it's I think that again it's just like what society sees it's like society puts you into a box and society says you well you if you check these boxes then this is what you are if you check these boxes then that's what you are and if you can't cross these boxes this is can't be here if you're this and you can't so I think society kind of as a it's it's a culture thing and I and I think that that's what a lot of the movements that are going on now are about it's about like understanding that people don't fit into boxes so much because we're all born kind of you know with different traits and we like different things and it's just, it just is what it is. It's not necessarily very hard and fast. There's no hard and fast rules. And when you prevent people from being their fullest and truest self, it's just going to lead to, I like to talk about the shadow self, but it's just going to lead to people having shadows within them and acting out in ways that are not productive to society anyway. My um, thought about like makeup and getting dressed, I think it's that creative side. And I remember like in high school, for example, there were the guys who were like really flashy and dressed up a lot. I feel like that was a little bit of their femininity, their creative side. They were very creative in how they came into school. They were very well dressed, very well put together. And there were women, you know, just the same, excuse me, just the same, like who were very well put together and they kind of just did that. I didn't, I never had that creative side and I, I don't put on makeup often. I've and I'll be asking y'all about, yo, do you ever try to lip bar? <laughs> Have you ever? Because that's not my that's not my realm. That's not the kind of creative that I am. I'm creative in other ways. So that's why I asked that question. How do you look at it? But I think that for me, I define those things, specifically those outward expressions of self as creativity. And, and one of the um, common things I would say in all the things that I've looked at have said that women tend to be more creative than, than, uh, sorry, not women, feminine is more creative, is a, is a creative aspect to that, uh, that masculine feminine, um, uh, definition. 
Right. So I read a quote that basically said that femininity is concerned with community and masculinity is considered with with indiv- the individual. Um, don't remember where I got this quote, but if I find it, I will put it in the description box. Um, I wanted to know what your thoughts on this. So again, femininity is concerned with community and masculinity masculinity is concerned with the individual. I think this makes me think of like the idea of egalitarian societies and how it was more community based. And I have no idea if it, it, I have no idea how that was run, but I think that we, I don't know why I have this idea. Maybe I read it somewhere or something like that, that this is a society and maybe it's because of patriarchy and the fact that this society is formed on the premise that men are on the top and women are on the bottom. It's a, it's a power structure thing um, that we're, how we formed our society. Um, But I think that that's the thing. It's just the fact that we are living in a society of individualism and the fact that it's a patriarchy, that might be a, a reason why we feel like men are concerned with the Mimi culture and that's what influences our culture in terms of like, it's all about me and how I can personally gain from this, from any interaction, anything that goes on. And our society is kind of formed around that idea. And I can, I'm going to speak specifically about the United States at this point. Um, Whereas, you know, we might think of, uh, women as the opposite where we we are like more thinking about other and I think that is just also the, the idea that women have to think about other people like they have to think about children they have to think about their mom their mothers or their fathers or making sure everybody's good I don't know if that's particularly how any individual woman thinks about things but I think that's how we're also taught that you know, we have to think about other people rather than think about ourselves. We're, I think women often from cradle to grave are taught to like see ourselves as the object of society where we're supposed to be ever so giving, ever so loving, ever so nurturing to everybody around us. And that's what we're here for. We learn how to cook, clean. I mean, not, I'm, not me individually, because I, I do not cook. We all know, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> clean and stuff like that. That's what we're supposed to do. Whereas men are not taught that we're, they're taught that they're supposed to go out, explore the world and whatever. I think it's, it's just an idea and I might be, have things totally screwed up because I didn't read much on that subject, but that might be it. I think that's both masculine and feminine to be it's it's just a general thing like there's men who do think about community there and for the most part the people who run the country are men so that's a community they're running so i assume that's that's like what they would be concerned about you know unfortunately we have shitty uh, uh shitty government and politicians but that's another story um and then I think there's a lot of women who are very, and or not women, but like there's a lot of people who are feminine who aren't very into the self as well. So, or, or being, you know, more focused on their individual self. So that could be either masculine or feminine. I think that's a very like, you know, down the middle thing. It shouldn't like really pertain to one or the other. Because for me as a woman, I'm concerned about community and I'm concerned about myself. And I'm concerned about the individual self, my individual, me, my, my family, my whatever that is, you know? So... Then are, so then are we really making the distinction between what masculine and feminine so, I mean, if we were to come up with a way that we could collectively understand masculinity and femi- femininity, if we're saying that basically 
anybody could be any of these things, is there a masculine and feminine? Indeed. Or is that just another thing to create another label that doesn't really exist? It does exist. Because you have to acknowledge that there's masculine and feminine. One of the hermetic laws is the law of gender. But understanding that everything has masculine and feminine and everything everything and everyone has it has a masculine and a feminine aspect of it and so it's all just one thing so trying to divide it or separate it that's the that's the part that 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 messes the thing up i think that that screws everything up when you understand that it's it's all one thing and that's okay like you don't have to be either or you can be both but understand that that there's both in everything and that's okay yeah i totally agree with arlene like we tend to because this society is a society built on duality we tend to like say well if you're this you can't be this if you're that you can't be this and so like not giving people again, the free range to become their truest version of themselves and like marrying that those both sides to themselves and deciding who they really are, it makes you not, it, it just brings out the worst in society. So instead of you like saying, yes, I'm an individual, but I also am concerned with my community, you either come with people who just want to, assert their individual freedoms and not understand that there are implications when you don't take into consideration both sides or there are people who are run over because they think that community is everything and their own personal desires and wishes become um, non-existent. They don't become themselves. So I think that you, you have to marry the two together. And I agree with Arlene about that. It exists and you have to exist in the duality doesn't make it easy for you to become the fullest version of oneself. May I add one thing? Please do. Also, so in, in, in everything is masculine and feminine. So masculine and feminine, left brain, right brain, right? If you exercise a certain part of your brain too much, say the feminine side, it's like exercising a muscle. So you're unbalanced. So if you're like, that's like you only, you only work, you only lift weights with your right arm, but not your left arm. You, then you're going to look uneven. So it's the same with, with your brain and the same way with your life. You have to, balance the two it's okay to be both it's okay to have masculine aspects it's okay to pick up on masculine things and it's okay to pick up on feminine things as well so you have to be both i think and it to be a a a a, a well-rounded person i i don't know what that even that is but just you know a whole person yeah i i agree that's like I was hoping you all would get to, and we got there because I definitely, I definitely feel like the the perfect, uh, succinct definition of femininity and masculinity. You can't have one without the other. We can't talk about one without talking about the other. It requires us to go back to that um, that hermetic law of gender. So I think that that's important, and I'm glad. You said it because I feel like, um, and for those listening who do not know what those hermetic laws are, you can you can look it up, Google it, whatever. It's seven it's there. hermetic laws. The information is definitely out there. There's seven hermetic laws. Um, I just wanted to read a piece. I just looked at the article you sent actually earlier this week, Arlene, because it it, it mentioned it. Um, and so I want to read a little piece, and it says, um, the last of the seven hermetic principles. The principle of gender tells us that masculine and feminine can be found in everything. Not in, not just in people, but in all aspects of mental, physical, and spiritual plane. 
However, it's important to note that it isn't necessary to believe in gender stereotypes or to believe in perspective views about gender roles in order to make sense of this, uh, these concepts. So I, I think that that part is like, don't believe in stereotypes. I think that's so important because we've, as we've discussed in this, you know, podcast before, you know, we come here with a job to do and we come here with the skills, whether we use them or not is a different thing, but we come here with the skills to do a job. And some of those, some of us are going to be required to use a more assertive type of skill, even if we're women and the stereotype says that women are not assertive, then that makes you masculine all of a sudden. No, what it makes you is you living this existence the way you're supposed to, to get the job done. So I kind of don't, I don't think the whole masculine friend thing is bullshit. What I do think it is, is I think it's misunderstood and all the categorizations and labels make things um, a little bit harder for people to grasp onto in a way that's tangible for them to be who they are. And, and that's just kind of my, my general feeling. Uh, what resources of information do you have for listeners, no matter the gender, um, that seek to understand more about femininity? Like, do you have any resources, any books, any articles? that you can guide people to that can help them to grasp a little bit more about what it means to be feminine or masculine even? I definitely do not have any actual resources or, or anything because I actually have not. I mean, I've, I've watched the Teal Swan, um, also watched the Teal Swan uh, episode and that's something that had caused me to to think about what being feminine and and all that stuff was about. But um, after that or beyond that is more intuitive for me. So um, I don't have any like actual resources on that other than um, another thing, like I sent you guys that article with the seven hermetic laws and the interpretations of that and like understanding the, the balance of masculine and feminine and all of that. So um, you could study that as well, but uh, I, for me, that I, that I guess those are the only resources is really just being uh, intuitive about it, and then you know. Cool. So yeah, we'll we'll link in the description box all the resources that we think might be helpful as people start to think about what masculine and feminine is, and I'd also like to challenge our listeners to. Um, to even think for themselves, what does femininity, femininity look like to them? And you can share that information with us at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Um, and we might just read it, you know, on our next episode um, or one of our later episodes. Um, but yeah, share your thoughts with us on this conversation. Um, we'd like to hear it. So with all of that being said, um, let's move on to the crystal healing. So the crystal healing, for the crystal healing segment, um, I chose carnelian. Uh, carnelian is uh, known for its, the metaphysical aspects and, and, and attributes of it is for emotional warmth, uh, sociability, creativity, individuality, memory, appreciation of nature, harmony, courage, happiness, self-esteem, and rebirth, reincarnation, past life recall. Um, I chose this because I, I was trying to think of, like, what divine feminine attributes a person would want to enhance, and carnelian is definitely one that can be used in that. Um, it's stabili- is a stabilizing stone. Carnelian restores vitality and motivation and stimulates creativity. It gives courage, promotes positive life choices, dispels apathy, and motivates for success. Carnelian is useful for overcoming abuse of any kind. It helps in trusting yourself and your perceptions. It overcomes negative conditioning and encourages steadfastness. Carnelian also improves analytic and ability 
and abilities in sorry, carnelian improves analytic abilities and clarifies perception. So these are things that they say feminine fem where you're lacking in femininity and can enhance it as well in your masculine. Um, it protects against envy, rage, and resentment, and it calms anger, banishes emotional negativity, and replaces it with love of life. Carnelian boosts fertility and stimulates sexuality as well. So it's a good stone to utilize on your day-to-day -day when you want to enhance those feminine things and all those, all those things I think are positive ones. So... Get yourself some carnelian. I have some bracelets coming soon with that with carnelian in it as well. I'm gonna focus it like a divine feminine grid. So I will be putting that out soon. Uh, just follow me at Arliss Crystal Closet on Etsy. You can look me up, Arliss Crystal Closet, and I will have everything up there pretty soon. I have a lot up there now, but I'm going to be putting up a lot more. Wait, I don't have no carnelian in my waist beads. <laughs> we got to go. We got we to talk after this. <laughs> okay. I got you, bro. I'm learning new things, so I'm adding new stones. They're going to be, and I only add the best quality stuff, so. I hear that. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you uh, for that crystal healing segment, Arlene. Um, so anybody have any final thoughts, anything else they want to add before we close out? <laughs> uh, let me get a... Um... <laughs> <laughs> let me get a negative. I'm sure I'll have thoughts after we finish recording. So That's okay. All right, so in closing, thanks for listening to The Awkward Stare. We would love to hear, uh, excuse me, yes, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, and stories you'd like to uh, share with us, please feel free to do so by contacting us at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at The Awkward Stare, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Later. Later.